welcome. Ladies and gentlemen, I've missed all of you. I hope uh, you feel the same way. Welcome. It has been a long time. Welcome to the Pipe Bomb Show. I am your host, John Pipe Bomb. I'm in my car, as I always am, driving. Um, that's just my thing. Um, <laughs> I'm actually making an early uh, morning run this Sunday. And you know what? I looked, I checked, and I was like, I haven't recorded anything in a long time. Hmm, I wonder if anything has happened recently in the wrestling world that would cause me to uh, rant and rave for all of you. And lo and behold, something has. So once again, welcome to the Pipe Bomb Show. I'm your host, John Pipe Bomb. Let's start with saying that something happened in April. And June and July. WWE has released even more talent from its roster. In April, they released a bunch of talent. Then June, they released some more. And I said... You know, I hope this is the end of it. I hope this is the end of the, the the cuts, this budget cut bullshit, releasing superstars or whatever. I hope this is the end of it. And then one month later, in July, they cut even more people. Ladies and gentlemen, it is November now, the very first week of November. And WWE has once again cut a bunch of superstars. And listen, I was upset when they released Bray Wyatt. They released uh, Aleister Black, Braun Strowman. The list goes on and on. But this list... This list is just something different. This list just shows you that WWE does not know what they're doing anymore. They are confused. I don't know if this is strictly a business decision. If this is just, you know, I've heard the rumors I've said it before, WWE is possibly, you know, getting ready to sell, sell to uh, someone else, someone who is not a McMahon. We're going to go down this list. I'm getting, I'm going to my destination. So the, I usually save the bigger names for the end. But I figured i talk about the bigger names, rant and rave, and then say everybody else's name since I can't look at the list right now. But let's start at the top. Because you, you, you know, 
the last couple, you know, I save, I build up. I hell for after WrestleMania, I did the the top ten. I started from the tenth to the number one shocking release. But let's just go off the top of my head right now. You know what? We'll mix in. We'll mix in, uh, you know, a rant here, uh, you know, a uh, uh, throw off here. We'll start with Keith Lee. Here lies Keith Bearcat Lee. Where do you start with this man? What's funny is I saw the documentary that came out when he debuted. Shortly after he debuted, they put out, you know, one of the WWE 24, you know, documentaries about Keith Lee. He even said, you know, I've tried out for WWE, I think, two or three times before and got rejected. I came up with this whole gimmick, you know, bask in my glory and... I got noticed. I got recognized. Then this was the time that, you know, Triple H was doing, you know, his his NXT. And guess what? Keith Lee made it. Keith Lee made the cut. He he just made an impact. And the fact that we could look at that impact and now say he's cut and he's not there anymore is probably the most shocking. Is he the most shocking cut? I don't think so. Maybe. But if you look at the potential this guy had with the momentum he was given... It's the most shocking, without a doubt. This man was in NXT. He had a couple matches. You know, what's funny is, I even looked at Keith Lee and said, you know, they haven't, you know, this guy's come in. I remember he was in the audience for one takeover. And, you know, he had a couple matches. And I said, he, they haven't done much with him. And then they put him on... The uh, the Survivor Series team, and remember, it came back. It came down to Keith Lee and Roman Reigns at the end, and fans were behind Keith Lee when he hit that spirit bomb and made Roman Reigns hit the mat and bounce up. The place went nuts. They thought it was over, and even after that. You know, you know, uh, Cena beats The Rock. The Rock holds up his hand, points to Cena to be like, you know, this is the guy. This is the new guy. First time uh, uh, Roman and, and Cena fought. Not at SummerSlam. Uh, it was like a throwaway pay-per-view. No mercy, I think. Same thing. Cena raises Roman's hand, points to him. You know, this is the guy. This is your guy. Roman, I feel, 
did something similar. A, you know, a sign of respect. Fist bump this man. You know, that's your endorsement right there. Can this guy hang? Could he fit in with the main roster? Could he be a top star? Roman thought. Roman gave him a fist bump like, you know, you might be on NXT now, but I could see going to war with you in the future. Then, what's funny is, I just I just think it's two Royal Rumbles ago. So in my head, this happened two years ago. But then I was reminded, well, Royal Rumble was earlier this year in January. So this was only last year at the Royal Rumble where... Keith Lee came out to a great ovation by the fans. And you got Brock Lesnar in there. Even Brock Lesnar was impressed. And said, oh, look at this big guy. Look at this big boy right here. Wins the North American title. Wins the NXT title at the same time. First person to ever do that. Ghost gets called up to the main roster. First feud. The first feud. At at his first pay-per-view. Faces Randy Orton. Beats Randy Orton. Do you remember that? Do you remember that? Well, it's the only thing memorable because after that, they pretty much did nothing with Keith Lee. They did nothing with Keith Lee for months. Then, then he got COVID. Then he was sidelined. Then he felt, you know, his health was at risk. But then he came back. He came back. And wait, 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 even even going back, even going back, don't forget, he had a championship match against Drew McIntyre for the WWE title to lose, roll out the ring so that Goldberg could, could come out And demand a match against McIntyre for the WWE title. Then Keith Lee got COVID. Then he felt his health was at risk. And then he came back to challenge Bobby Lashley for the WWE title. Only to lose, roll out the ring, and have Goldberg come out and demand a title match. I said it before. Keith Lee looks like a fucking loser in the eyes of fans. He has to. Because you ran the same gimmick twice with him. You are going to have him face the WWE champion, lose, roll out the ring so that the old man could come in and demand a title match. For no reason.
Then they said, you know what? We're going to, we're going to, we got to give them something. We got to give them something to give them an edge. Because nobody would care as a big guy, as a big, you know what? He's a fat guy, but he can fucking move and he can fucking work. I was upset when they put the singlet on him. Like, he's a big guy. There have been fat guys in WWE. Why are we trying to act like, you know, oh, he's, he's, you know, like he's not a big guy. We've got to hide that belly. We've had Samoans, sumo wrestlers. We've had Yokozuna. We've had Rikishi. Imagine trying to put Rikishi in a singlet. Or saying, ah, Yoko, uh, that belly's not going to work. We got we to gotta cover that up with a shirt or something. You put him in this singlet. You change this music. You change this gear. You added a, a nickname. Bearcat. Keith Bearcat Lee. Lately, he... He's been angry. He's been having a bit of an edge to him, I guess. And that's it. He's done. He's out. Keith Lee has been released. How do you have so much potential in a guy? How can you hear that crowd going crazy for him at at Survivor Series, at the Royal Rumble? And when you finally call him up, you say, you know what? That's a catchy theme song. We don't want you to use it. Hey, uh, you've got got a bit of a, a weight to you. Can we try to hide that with a shirt or a singlet? Hey, we want to throw a nickname on you because, you know, whatever reason. It is a shame. It's sad to see the potential Keith Lee had. And you see it. You saw it. Go back. Go back to that Rumble match. He wasn't in that long. But you hear the fans, you hear the crowd, and now nothing. Nothing. At least if if he had debuted with fans, you, you could have fans, you know, singing along to bask in my glory. You could have fans getting behind this guy. But no, 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 we can't, we cannot allow that to happen. I don't know where he's going to end up. I've seen the jokes. I've seen the memes already. Someone saying, you know what, guys, AEW cannot sign everyone. But they better fucking make room for Keith Lee. And I agree. I'm not one for saying a, you know, AEW should be the redemption for every ex-WWE guy. Everybody from WWE should jump ship to AEW. No, that's ridiculous. 
But Keith Lee is that talented. He is that damn good that I would love to see Keith Lee in AEW. And I look at another big name, Karrion Cross. I could look at Karrion Cross and Keith Lee, and you said, Tony Khan's got one spot. Who are you giving it to? I give it to Keith Lee. No doubt about it. I'd give it to Keith Lee in a heartbeat. Sign right now. What do you got? 90 day compete? I'll see you at, uh, what is it? Revolution. It's November, December, January. Damn, he'd, he'd show up after. I'd see you after, after Revolution. Speaking of carrying across, actually, before we get to him, also um, released is Mia Yim, Keith Lee's, uh, I believe, wife, or or they still like fiance and stuff. But yes, even uh, I'm sorry, I'm actually trying to pull up that list. I'm trying to pull up the, the, the list of the new um, the new round of releases. Great, right? 13 people. Oh, no. Yes, they are actually just engaged. So, yes, Mia Yim, too. She was, a, uh, she was in Retribution, my favorite group of all time. Um... And they announced, you know, she's going to be joining uh, SmackDown, Friday Night SmackDown. And she never showed up. She never wrestled. She never showed up. She never made an appearance. Nothing. She's listed on the roster. Her graphic is up there. And no. Never showed up. Not once. Not one time. What was the point of announcing she's going to be... On that brand. If you're not going to do anything. And hopefully. She would have been Mia Yim. And not. Fucking Reckoning. Retribution's. Whole gimmick. Once that group died. Everyone should have. It should have been like. Uh, like a hive mind. Once you destroy the mind. All the. F- zombies, all the creatures that were connected to it, they snap out of being brainwashed. There shouldn't be a T-bar. There shouldn't be a mace. Slapjack is destroyed, hopefully. And Mia Yim should have just been Mia Yim. Coming back. And once again, it's a, it would have been a new face on the brand. Because... Mia Yim only wrestled just a handful of times as Reckoning. She was really uh, like a manager. I remember only her wrestling. In my mind, if I could think back, I think twice as Reckoning. I know one time was a singles. I think she lost to Dana Brooke. And one time I think was a mixed tag. 
I don't remember any other time of her wrestling as Reckoning. Now we've got Karrion Cross. I heard about Cross, uh, like I've said many times. Uh, I stopped watching TNA Impact years ago. But I would keep up to date. What's going on? Who's, who showed up over there? What's the biggest feud? What's the hottest angle? I didn't watch TNA, but I heard about, you know, Broken Matt Hardy. Uh, what was it? The Beatdown Clan when um, when MVP was running that a group. When Bobby Lashley was dominating. All that stuff. And I heard about a guy called Killer Cross. Big guy, you know, the, the, the WWE look. He's tall, muscular. Then I hear he's got a he's got a, a, a girlfriend there. Her name was Lady Something. It's Scarlet, basically, in NXT. And they signed Scarlet before they signed Cross because of his uh, him getting out of his TNA contract. But there they were. And when they de- debuted across, uh, they debuted both of them together. She would sing his entrance in. She would be the ones. She would be the one going to his opponent and putting the, you know, the hourglass, you know, TikTok, your time's your time's up or whatever. It's coming up. We're counting down. We're going to take the the NXT title. I'm not going to say that, you know, carrying a cross blew me away. He was the greatest, you know, he was the, the next Shawn Michaels or anything like that. But in NXT, he was built up as a killer. A destroyer. This man beat everyone down. Beat Finn Balor, took his title. Won a, a, a five-way match at a takeover. This man was built to destroy. This man was built to just destroy everyone. And, and I even said it. That's great and all, but eventually you're going to run out of big names uh, to, to go after that title. He beat Ciampa. He beat Keith Lee to win it the first time. And then he got injured. They put the belt on him. They made this guy feel special. The entrance, Scarlet, the title, everything. Then he gets to the main roster. First off, they call him to the main roster while he's the NXT champion. And he loses his very first match in two minutes. In under two minutes to Jeff Hardy. Jeff Hardy comes out. 
does some roll-up, I believe, or a small, not a small package, but gets the win. Pins carrying across one, two, three, and that was the first nail in the coffin. Actually, the first nail in the coffin was when he debuted on Monday Night Raw. No Scarlet. So he's coming down to the ring. There's a woman's voice singing the song. No Scarlet. At least if Scarlet's walking down to the ring, she's mouthing the words. She's singing it. She makes that entrance like more impactful. The second nail in the coffin. He loses in under two minutes. So you have that. And then I'm just like, why would they make this man lose when he just showed up? He just showed up to the main roster. This man has killed everyone in NXT. He's got the belt. He wore the belt to the ring, I believe. They announced he was the NXT champion. You have him lose so quickly, it makes NXT look like a joke. And where? Wait, 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 wait. I'll get back to that. I'll get back to that point. Because I'll remember it. Then, they have him trade wins with Keith Lee. He gets a couple wins here. Then they say, you know what? We want to give you a gimmick. Hmm. Hmm. What is this gimmick? We want you to look like... Uh, uh, I couldn't even... I've heard people say Shredder. But I'm, I'm trying to think of the other... Uh, S&M. Try to look like, you know, like a S... Uh, like, you know, bondage. Leather straps going across your chest and all that. All while wearing a fucking helmet. A stupid fucking helmet to the ring. In all red, by the way. Everything's red. The whole gear is red and everything. And lo and behold, it didn't work. No one liked it. Even Cross has come out now and someone said, you know, could I have the helmet? And he even said, no one wants that piece of shit. So you could see his mindset when it came to that gimmick. And then they let him go. So it was no Scarlet. Losing your first match. Trading wins now after being dominant for months. To now. And then the gimmick change. What's that? Four nails? That's a box. Four nails in the coffin. Carrying across. Gone. Dead. Over. Done. Scarlet was in NXT with him, but once he got the once he got the call up, 
nothing. Apparently, the plan was uh, to have her on the women's roster. Have her start wrestling in NXT. Never happened. And where? I would love to know. Where are all those people who when I, I said it and other people else, you know, other people have said it, that how could you make this guy lose in his first match? He's already dead in the water. And they said, well, it's only one loss. Remember Charlotte? When she was NXT Women's Champion, her, fat, her first match was against Natalya on the main roster while she was NXT Champion. And she lost her first match. And look at her now. Look at her now. A, you know, 12, 13 time women's champion. How could you say this guy is dead in the water? Well, where the fuck are you people now? I would love to know. Where are those people now? They're awfully quiet. They are awfully quiet. How could you lose? How could you make this guy? What's funny is Road Dog had did a podcast or whatever months, maybe a year ago, about Adam Cole. And said, This guy's great. This guy's amazing. He's got everything we ever wanted. Now, if he was the size of Karrion Cross, he'd be Universal Champion right now. So, we give the main roster Karrion Cross, and they still don't know what to do with him. They still fuck it up. If only he had this guy's size. Well, that guy has the size. And yet the and and the main roster still says, you know what? Maybe we should tweak a couple things. And guess what? You tweak them, and you got fucked. You got fucked. Maybe we should have this guy dressed like a fucking ninja. Oh, you, you, you see how popular he is with his uh, now fiance? How they're popular together as a duo? How he has a manager? Yeah, drop the manager. His gear? Change his gear. It's, it's mind-numbing. I even thought about this. And Scarlett's gone too. If I didn't mention that. Besides Cross, Scarlett is also gone. It's mind numbing because the fact is, I'm listening. And when I heard Keith Lee's gone. I heard uh, 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 Cross is gone. I started to think. The last few NXT champions... The last few champions are all gone. You got Ciampa now who said he would never go to the main roster. Rightfully so. 
Look at everything they fucking... You know what? And what's funny is people people went after Ciampa and just like, how could you say that about the main roster? You'd make more money. You'd get more exposure. That's a little dramatic. You'd retire before you went to the main roster. Is he not right? You have Cross gone. Before him was Lee as the champion. Gone. Before him was Adam Cole. Gone. Before Adam Cole was... Gargano. That's who I was missing. Gargano's still there in NXT. Didn't want to leave. Before him was Ciampa. Still in NXT. Didn't want to leave. Before him, Aleister Black. Gone. Before Aleister Black was Andrade. Gone. Your last seven champions. Five of them are gone from WWE. Not gone from NXT. Not gone from, you know, from developmental. Gone from WWE. Doesn't that look... that? Imagine if that statistic was on the main roster. Your your last seven WWE champions. And five of them are no longer with the company. How would that look? How would that look? If you just, if you said that out loud. If you said that. If you said, do you know the last seven champions? Five of them aren't even with the company anymore. They got fired. You'd be like, that sounds fucking scary. <laughs> well, why the fuck is that possible? Why is that happening? Well, it's happened in NXT. The last five champions. Either, no, all of them besides Cole, all the other ones went up to the main roster, didn't work out, got released, got fired. What a shame. (sighs) Oni Lorcan. Former NXT tag champ. Gone. So what are they going to do with Danny Burke? When he comes back. He's going to be next. On the next round of cuts. They're not cutting him because I think he's injured. But guarantee when he comes back. Well what you used to do. I used to be in a tag team. Where's your tag team partner? You released him. Well what are we going to do with you? You're gone too. Bye. Ember Moon. Ember Moon. Ember Moon, who was the... She was the next heiress to the NXT Women's Title Throne after Asuka. 
she was the only legitimate person that you looked at and said she is going to do it third time's the charm. She is going to beat Asuka and end the streak. And she didn't, but it made her such a bigger star as well. She faced Asuka three times. The first time, you know, throw off. The second time, Asuka kind of cheated. She kind of held the tights to make sure she could get the win. But the third time, that was a hell of a match. It had Brooklyn going crazy. And... They bring it to the main roster. Believe she had one match. Like one memorable match. For the SmackDown Championship. I think against Bailey. This is when Bailey was good. I think at a SummerSlam. Nothing. Didn't hear from her. Didn't hear anything about Ember Moon. Quiet. Then this whole 24-7 title bullshit happens. Being one of the dummies to run after the title, she gets injured. So she's sidelined. And when she comes back, she comes back to NXT. Wins the NXT uh, tag titles with Shotzi Blackheart. Holds the titles for two, three months. That's it. Been released. Been cut. Another woman who you look at and said she's not a four horse woman, woman, but she's got potential. She has got potential. The fans loved her. Her matches with Asuka have been great, amazing. Fans on their feet. Fans wanting her to beat Asuka for the title. Got such a sour taste from the main roster and said, you know what? Put me back in NXT. I'd rather be back in NXT, please. And they still didn't do much with her after. I mean, after the tag team was gone. After they took Shotzi away from NXT, you know... That was it. She didn't even get to really start a singles run. Frankie Monet. Also known as Ty Valkyrie. Also known as John Morrison's wife. She, she has been in NXT for a few months. Showed up. Uh... Chelsea Green left, um, well, Chelsea Green had left Robert Stone. Uh, Aaliyah got called up to the main roster and left Robert Stone. And Frankie says, you know what? You're coming with me. Had a few matches. Challenged for the NXT Women's title. Didn't win it. 
released. Released. And what's funny is I saw a post. Uh, probably her or Morrison put it, you know, happy birthday. Or no, no, no. It might have been like a, a, a Facebook post where, you know, if someone's birthday, they'll say, oh, this wrestler is turning this old today. I think Frankie is uh, 38. Which obviously WWE will look at and say she's too old. She's too old to be in NXT. She's too old to be on the roster. By the time we call her up, she's got what? Just a couple years? We need to think long term. Apparently now reports are that WWE wants younger women. Women in their early 20s. Which you can see makes sense. Because if you can get these women on the roster after a couple years of training, you've got a good 10 years with these, uh, with these new people. But to say like she couldn't have done something else, she couldn't have, have gone to the main roster, teamed up with her husband, Morrison, couldn't have uh, managed Morrison... Couldn't have found something for her. She was another one. Never seen a wrestle or anything. But once I heard they got tired of Valkyrie. I was like oh. The woman from uh, uh, Impact. From TNA. I'm also hearing she was in Lucha Underground. Cool. Lince Dorado and Grand Metalik Lucha House Party is officially dead. It is done. It is gone. Lint, uh, uh, Grand Metalik wanted his, requested his release months ago. But now they are granting it finally. So, there you go. They weren't doing nothing with the Lucha House Party anyway. They were in the original... The original roster for 205 Live. You have these athletic luchadors who can fly around the ring, be entertaining. And WWE just goes, nah, nah, we're good. Mass luchadors, nah, what did I say? What did I say? As soon as... They wanted mass luchadors. They've got mass luchadors. As soon as Rey Mysterio came back, guess what? Kalisto, don't need you anymore. Bye. Metalik, Dorado, bye. As soon as Rey came back, they said, well, we do have a luchador. Look, we've got Rey Mysterio. And then you've got Dominic saying that he hopes by WrestleMania there could be a match with Ray or teaming up with Ray or something where Ray passes the mask down to him. 
Dominic wants to wear the mask. And pass that legacy down. He wants to be Rey Mysterio Jr. the third. Or Rey Mysterio Jr. Rey Mysterio the third. So guess what? We already have a Rey Mysterio. What do I need these 205 Live guys for? You gotta know that's what he's thinking. B-Fab. B-Fab of Hit Row. Hit Row has been entertaining. They have found their spot together. Got called up to the main roster. Two, three weeks ago, they got drafted. Made an appearance backstage, you know, congratulating Xavier Woods on being king of the ring. And now, she's gone. A new face in the women's division. A new face, a new opponent, a new matchup. Gone. Bye. I know there's more names, but I've got two more in front of me. But let's get into Nia Jax. Let's see. Hold on. I don't want to lose anybody. I don't want to lose anybody. Fuck it, let's go. Nia Jax. Nia Jax released. Hold on. Uh, Nia Jax was something different. Because she was a bigger woman. She was taller than these women. She was built different. And that's good. Shit, we see bigger wrestlers for the men. But usually we see the women have the same, you know, tiny waist. They're blonde. They're tall or, you know, short. She gave a new look to the women. I didn't mind her. I said, good. You know what? That's fine. You have, a, you always have, you know, a monster in the men's side for, for, the, for the good guy to overcome. You need that for the women too. And they had Naya. Apparently, Naya was anti-vax. Didn't want to take the vaccine and that might have played a role into her being released. Cutting her. Naya has been in and out. Won the Raw Women's title at um, 
at WrestleMania, had a match against Ronda Rousey, held the 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 women's tag titles twice with Shayna Baszler. Hold it, held, I think the first reign was the longest, basically because they really didn't have any other teams like that that were established or anything. But it gave Nia something to do with Shayna. Gave something Shayna to do. And like, hey, we're going to throw you guys on the tag team? Let's see. Make it work. This one, I'm. Uh, a lot of people aren't broken up about because Nia has been known as a reckless uh, performer. She has injured a lot of people. She has, you know, she just has a couple moments where... You know, you see her in a match and you're, you just cringe. You're just like, oh, she slammed her wrong. It looked like she she did something wrong there. She's done it a number of times. Remember, she punched Buck, uh, uh, Becky Lynch in the face. Literally punched her in the face, broke her, broke her nose or hurt her eye socket or something like that. I mean, hell, it gave us that iconic picture of of Becky in the stands, looking back in the ring, bloodied up, just, you know, with her arms out. Just like, I want more. She's been known as a reckless performer. So a lot of people are just like, you know, good riddance. Good riddance. There have been, uh, uh, you know, other names, lesser known names in NXT. Um, guys who have only been in the Performance Center, guys who have been on NXT once or twice. So I, I don't even, I can't even find the list online. But those are the guys I have found to talk about. But let's get to this last one. The last one, Eva Marie. Eva Marie. And guys, I get it. Wow, Eva Marie, she's so beautiful. She's gorgeous. She's athletic. Look at her body. She has the figure. Oh my God. Great. This isn't a modeling company though. Isn't that what they did back in the day? Back in the day, they would look through catalogs, modeling catalogs and say, she's gorgeous. We should send her an offer. We should have her trained to be a wrestler. Hence, the Divas era. Hence, the Divas era. Where they picked these women out of magazines and said, they're gorgeous. Let's see what, let's see if we could train them. Yeah, you've had hit and misses. You've had hit and misses. But for everyone just going, whoa, she's gorgeous, she's beautiful and stuff. Yes, but this is a wrestling company. This is a comp- this uh, a sports entertainment for WWE. This is a company where you need to be in top form and your opponent needs to be in top form. And you must be able to perform so that you guys can entertain the fans safely. It doesn't matter how pretty you are. I need to make sure that 
you can give me a body slam without, you know, landing me the wrong way. I need to make sure that you can put me in a submission without breaking my leg for real. That's what matters. Great. I got it. Even you get hell, you even have Vince Russo going, well, she's a movie star. She's been in movies. She's been in a movie with Bruce Willis. How could you not want her and stuff? They had Eva Marie back in the day. She really car alarm. She was on the first Total Divas. I don't know how many seasons she was on. That was her role, to be a reality star. Then she was, you know, she was a manager for a little bit with uh, with the Bellas. But then, you know, then she went to NXT to train. Made the, went to the main roster. Did the whole gimmick of... You know, she would she would have matches against Becky Lynch and something would happen. Her top would mess up. She would get stuck in traffic, so she would be unable to wrestle. And then that's it. She was gone from WWE for years. Then reports came out that, you know what? She might be coming back. And I said, oh God, no. And then when she came back, she took... Piper Niven with her. And she said, here's my, this is my protege. I'm going to help her reach the top. Her name is Dewdrop. And Piper got upset. Dewdrop got upset. Sorry, don't want to be disrespectful. Dewdrop got upset because of the name. And I said, you just debuted Eva Marie again. With a with a with a, a protege, with a bodyguard or whatever, with Dewdrop, and in the first segment, I can already tell these two are gonna break up. Dewdrop's just like, I'm gonna. She called me Dewdrop. I'm gonna punch her in the fucking face. That's how you debut Eva Marie, where it looks like you know what. Here's a new team. Here's, here's some two new faces. They're already going to break up. Then they put her in matches. Nothing special. Then they give her the whole gimmick of if Dewdrop wins, that means Eva Marie was the winner. And she's gone. She didn't, she didn't even go dra- I thought that was telling. When she didn't even get drafted during the draft. She was a free agent. And I was like, hmm. Are they going to do a gimmick where she's jumping from show to show? Trying to land a job like Keith Slater did. Is she going to try to mentor people from every show? What's going to happen? And nothing. She is gone. You had people like, like I said before, you had guys like Braun Strowman, Bray Wyatt. You tell me I can't look at the roster and cut a bunch of names 
and say, Bray Wyatt will always bring more to the table than Eva Marie ever could. I looked, I was like, Eva Marie, you could cut her. What are we doing with her? Do you see her as a future champion? What is the end goal with Eva Marie? Is she getting better in the ring? Do we need to keep her? I don't feel bad for her. It's not like she loved wrestling so much. She was training on the indies. She was probably like, oh, WWE wants me back. All right, I got a couple months. Uh, let me just try to remember how to do a, a, you know, a headlock. It is November now. I can, hopefully, I can't guarantee it. Fuck, I can't guarantee this. But I hope that this is the end of the cuts for 2021. You had cuts in April, June, July, and now November. I hope this is the end of the cuts, but I can't even fucking promise you. I would love to be like, I guarantee this is the end. I mean, we've got two more months left. We've got all of November and December. There's no way they're cutting anyone else. I can't even fucking promise that. Because like I said, when I when I made the last, when I made the episode in June, I said, hopefully this is the end. And a month later, I was recording another one. That's it, guys. Thank you for being here. Thank you for listening to me. Um, I don't know where WWE, what WWE is doing. I don't know where they're going from here. Selling selling WWE to the highest bidder. I have no idea. But it seems like they are getting ready for something. If you're cutting all these talent. Like nothing. But who knows. We'll see hopefully in the future. Thank you for listening guys. I will talk to you all next time.